the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Harry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios on a kind of a gray day out there, but uh, it's uh, we'll take it as long as it doesn't rain and everybody can get their races in tonight. How you doing, Alan? Uh, doing good. Good to see you. Glad to be here. Gregory, how about you? Doing good. Doing good. We got some good guests coming up and it's good weather out there and it's, I kind of like a little, I don't like no rain. Racing and rain don't mix too good, but... Uh, uh, it's not quite as hot, but uh, I bet they have some good racing going on this weekend. I'll I tell about that later. I wonder if this has got anything to do with that huge dust cloud coming over from the Sahara. I saw some stuff on the news last night at uh, in Houston, Houston, Texas, at midday yesterday, and you couldn't you couldn't see hardly in front of your face. It looked more like uh, London or something. It was just it was unbelievable. Well, if it hangs around tonight. It'll get mixed in with a little Cherokee Speedway and Harrister. That'll be good. <laughs> yeah, it makes in with it. Yes, it Might will. help it a little bit. Yep. You know, one thing, we're talking about dirt tracks at different places. You know what the one place that wear out more tires as far as the dirt track of all time? Spartanburg Fairgrounds. Oh, yeah. Always did. Yep. Even even if it wasn't Wade and Pearson and Petty and them, when the guys would come in there with their local car stuff, that you're going to use up a set of tires going around because it was abrasive. That was a good track. I heard one of the worst for that was uh, Columbia Speedway. I always heard it was real abrasive. In fact, I think your daddy told me about that when we wrote the book. Columbia and Spartanburg were two notorious tracks. Even though used uh, the the potassium nitrate, you know, the different things uh, to get the water out of it with a water truck and everything. But if they didn't catch it just right, it seemed like it used up tires. But anyway, let's... We talk about other things. Uh, well, before we get any further, let me say that uh, uh, Ronnie's not with us this morning. We want to wish Ronnie the best. Hope he's feeling good. And uh, Ronnie, you feel free to call in, and we'll uh, we'll put you on the air. You're a you're always going to be a part of this show, and uh, we love you, buddy. So you just uh, you get better and uh, get back in here. I tell you, unfortunately, this coronavirus. Uh, I don't think this is the second wave, and I don't know that much about it. I think this is still the first wave, and they sent people back too fast. You know, they tried to get back to normal too quick, and uh, we won't spend a lot of time on that. But you're going to see, as I saw at the ARCA race yesterday, an enormous empty grandstand because they got a big grandstand there in Pocono. And with those spires on it, it reminds me so much of uh, Churchill Downs where they run the Kentucky Derby. But... uh, that's a big track with a big grandstand and, and nobody in it. I know, and and that's that's, that's awful because they they actually had a pretty good race going, and, and I watched it. Uh, yeah, it's an awful big track, and they got a lot of stands. And uh, the Mattiolis always have done a wonderful job with that. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I always like going to Pocono. But like I say, you always thought two and a half miles just don't even sound right. Pocono seems like it's where it's three and a half miles the way it's laid out. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they, they do the two cup races. Uh, I will say that one of our, no, I'll let him tell it. But anyway, one of our guests kind of said, you know, they. they well, uh, who is our guest? Go ahead and go ahead and uh, tell us about it. Our guest for the day is. This is at 1020. At 1020 will be Mr. Bobby Labonte. And Bobby Labonte is, uh, went into the 2020 NASCAR Hall of Fame with, uh, I got it right here and I wasn't sure. Um, who he went in with, but he went in with um, Buddy Baker, yep, Bud Moore driver, Joe Gibbs, yep, can you who was Bobby Labonte made his name oh, you, driving for yeah, Gibbs. Yeah, you can't do no better than Joe Gibbs. Tony Stewart, who got started with Joe Gibbs, and um, Waddell Wilson, who we had on a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. Greg Gear knocking it out of the park with these Hall of Famers. Well, it, being the son it, of one yourself. That, well, that's it. That's it. I mean, I, no, no, well, you know, I, I might have made a little bit of fame for myself by not getting a haircut. But other than that, <laughs> I'm baby boy. But, yeah, I, I was able to, to, to grow up around these people and very fortunate to get to be friends with a lot of them. Some of them grew up around you. Yeah. I mean, it just, like I say, some of them was even in the neighborhood of me and Perry. Well, we, we don't put Perry. It's, we could go on and on and on about stuff that happened back in the sixties, and, and we will off and on here and there. Um, but uh, yeah, Bobby Labonte, that's a, that's a great guest, and we look forward to seeing it, uh, having him on at ten twenty. And uh, Alan, I understand you got us a good one. Yep. Uh, what you uh, got in the eleven o'clock hour, which is mostly dirt racing? I've got one of the best that's been at Cherokee Speedway, Mitchell Duval. Mm. Good name. Yes, he is. Anybody associates Cherokee Speedway got to have a Duval somewhere. <laughs> yeah. When you say Duval, that means win. Yes. Uh, Take no prisoners. We, win. We get into talking to him. He had a. He has a successful time every time he goes out on that racetrack. Him and Cherokee Speedway is almost like the same two words. Now, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. That's, I think that's great. We got a good guest. Thank, I'm, thank I'm, you, Alan. I'm trying to. Uh, remember my Cherokee Speedway history, which is it's coming on slowly, but now, was his grandfather or his father the Flintstone Flyer? His father was. And he Mike was Duval. Yeah, and we had Jada on here that I interviewed uh, that interviewed uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, that'd be, at, that'd be Mitchell's son. And he was talking about the uh, Caveman? His, his, yep. his grandpa looked like a caveman? Looked look, look like Fred Flintstone. That's the reason they got the Flintstone flyer. He okay. looked kind of like Fred Flintstone. Well, I'm adding all of this up, and uh, I'm glad you could get Mitchell Duvall to agree to come on. Uh, Mike Duvall passed away a few years ago. Yes, he did. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good lineup of guests. Then, plus, we'll have uh, Alan's usual um, results from last week on the dirt and what to expect this week. So we look forward to that. We ought to just call the second 40, that from about 11 to 11.40, that, that's just the dirt time. That's, dirt time. that's, <laughs> that's good. Which, uh, Alan Hill's dirt time. Don't get me wrong. I think uh, Bobby Labonte's got his hands in a little bit of this dirt racing, too. With it. I think it's Longhorn Chassis. All right. I think, I well, think, so. Chime I think right, so. We'll ask him that. Chime yeah. right in, and that, that's, right your, in. that's your question. 
Yep. All right. That'd be my question. <laughs> Longhorn chassis, uh, as far as dirt racing, you've got uh, Longhorn chassis. You've got the Barry Wright chassis. You've got the Rocket chassis. Uh, you know, you got the Scott Bloomquist chassis. So uh, all these boys step out here and they they get these top engineers coming in here d- designing these dirt late models and there's something to see as far well, as sophistication. Well, you got to remember, him and Terry both and her daddy, they come from Corporate Christie, Texas. They had a lot of dirt tracks out there. So they cut their teeth on dirt tracks and then a few little half miles and stuff before they come over here. And so, uh, you know, and Bobby done a lot of his own stuff. You know, he had slams in the car. He's going to be interested to talk to. I mean, he, he, he really is. But uh, I can assure you, he, he understands that uh, real men run on dirt. He's one of them that still realizes that. He has quite a resume. I'll say that for him. Uh, I didn't even realize, looking last night at his uh, accomplishments, that um, he was an IROC champion one year. That's uh, right. I was surprised to find that. And so uh, we'll have him on at 1020 and look forward to it. I would be uh, remiss in my duties if I didn't mention the news. And, of course, this dominated the, the news this week. And um, uh, it was very disheartening that even had to come up. But one of the things I wanted to see was the news. And they finally got out round to publishing the pictures of it. And um, I mean, there's no question about it. That wasn't something to grab to pull the door down. It was a noose. But they also had photographic evidence of it being around in um, as, as far back as last October. So uh, they deduced that it couldn't have had anything to do with a hate crime or directed at Bubba Wallace. But let me ask both of you fellas, because you both have cup experience. Well, a lot of it. Um how do they assign the garages? What would... See, I haven't heard anybody, and I've been hearing them talk about this on Sports Talk Radio all week, but how... What would prevent them from saying, uh, doing it the other way around? Instead of instead of assigning the garage and putting the noose and, and finding it back in October and saying that it, it couldn't have been a hate crime, what would have prevented them from... If this is the way they do it, and this is my question... Uh, NASCAR or whoever's in charge of that saying, okay, Petty Motorsports says Garage 4, and the noose was there. I mean, it looked like it could have been handled from the other way. I'm not I'm not trying to say it. I'm just trying to say I haven't heard this addressed. Go, Alan. Alright, back in the day, Gregor, tell you, first pit stall always went to last year's champion. Next pit stall went to leader in the points of this year. The next pit stall went to second, and it went all the way through the line. So, and that's the way your trucks got parked too. So, if you were first in line, or you done Goodyear, your truck got parked first. Your car was first out. If you was forties in the points, the first place guy already he done went through inspection. You still trying to get your car out of the trailer and stuff. Yeah, but but, and, but, 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 but now, but now they are drawing for these garages. Okay, and I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I ain't going, you know. Well, we just don't. So hap- just so happened, he got, he got pit four. The the rope was tied in this cut. Don't, sometimes, you know, coincidences do happen. It but sometimes things happen for a reason. Well, I know. I mean, that's, uh, don't get me wrong. This could have been, I ain't going to say a pre, pre-done deal. But I'm not convinced 100%. I'm not convinced, but it could have been a pre-done deal just to show that 
NASCAR's got solidarity in all their drivers. The deal that they had on Sunday afternoon of all their drivers getting together. And that's even and another deal, angle. I mean, don't get me wrong. But Greg, I tell you, you ride over here. If you ride, still ride over here to this door over here at Budmore's Garage and you roll that door up, there's going to be a rope tied to it. And don't get me wrong, most doors that have a rope pulled down, we wouldn't smart enough to tie a noose or rope, take the time to wrap that around seven times or however many times it was. We just tied in two little knots and we'd be done with it. Yeah, we had we had a deal where you, you had to actually take rope and, and pull it like this, but if you had these other ones, you then you rolled it up from the front. Had, they always had rope on it. I think it was, it's my opinion, I think it was really coincidental. Seriously. Coincidental. Coincidental, and it, but NASCAR handled it so good but, by all the drivers and everybody getting behind them and saying, you know, that this was bad regardless how it happened. You know, if it was if it was done for meanness or it was done accident or whatever, I feel certain it was accidentally the way they look at stuff now. Well, well, and, I, Alan had but, even a different twist on it there for if, me that I hadn't I, thought about I, the solidarity because that was a pretty dadgum impressive thing. All them people well, coming well, down so, pit road pushing but, a forty three car. But if you look at that picture, that rope looked awful new to me. You know, I mean that. I know they said it was there last year, and these boys they really don't get their hands dirty like we used to. <laughs> You still no. get yours dirty. <laughs> well, I'm dirt racer. I know we, that. We still change motors in our car. These boys don't change motors anymore. We used to, after first qualifying, we had to change out qualifying motor, go to a race motor and stuff. And that wasn't nothing. I mean, that was nothing. These boys don't change motors no more. All they do is show up and uh, that's it. I did. I was able to dodge one part of the deal for the most part. I, I could. Uh, I, I went as far as where I had even painted race cars, sanded race cars. You know, doing different things, but doing stuff underneath the hood, fine. But as far as me crawling on them creepers and getting up underneath race car, what got me out of that was my hair would get tangled up in the little casters on the creeper. <laughs> yeah. Well, we getting uh, a little bit away from the news here, Greg. <laughs> anyway, you remember? You remember we qualified, and then if you didn't make first day qualifying. You either had the choice of qualifying the next day or stand on your time. And if you stood on your time and the racetrack got faster on Saturday morning for second round qualifying, you was a chance of going home. That's right. That's I mean, right. That was, these deals nowadays, these boys is already know they're going to get to race. Well, let, me, let me ask you something, Alan. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. We, we're getting ready to have to take a break. But I, you were talking about the point standings and how uh, the pit, pit selection... Yep. And where you park the truck and everything, yep. but that the a third factor is garage selection. Really, I mean, well, no, uh, I, I, your garage, your truck was parked right in front of your garage area, right there. First, first so if you first, had first pit, you had first. You had your truck first garage. Right there. If you was over here parked on this other side of the garage area, you had to walk all the way around the garage to get to your truck on the other side over there. Okay, so that's what. Uh, don't get me wrong. The boys that was back there from 20th on back in points, they was at a disposition to start with as far as back in the day. I mean, that was, uh, I ain't going to say, you know. Well, that moved it around a little bit because, remember, sometimes, like, if Junior's truck was usually there first yeah. and ours usually about fifth or sixth or whatever, they didn't 
sometimes they'd get jumbled up to where they had the fourth place guy in points, 20 trucks behind, and they would adjust it a little bit. But, but it was still kind of a random deal. And sometimes you didn't even have a garage area. No. <laughs> you parked outside. <laughs> we fooled around and had that happen. Yes. We, you know, Bristol was a good example. Your truck was on the outside and your car was on the inside and you had to get a U-Haul truck to bring your... And you didn't have a garage area. All you doing was cover your car up with a cart. You worked in the outside. And and, and, and God helped the man that had to roll that toolbox down that doggone hill. <laughs> well, you know, I've heard a lot of these old guys, these uh, independents talking about it. Um, it's bad. Well, <laughs> it's I, Jimmy Helms was so proud when I, when we did the chapter in that that uh, uh, independence book, that um, Declarations of Stalker Independence. He said, you know, it was a 1965 Firecracker 400. And that's the one we were down there with Greg when AJ Foyt yep. won. And he said, that's the first time I ever worked my way up to getting under the garage that I wasn't out there in the gravel. Yep. And he was very proud of that. Yes, it was. I mean, that was part of it. And you I look mean. at those old films. And things like the, well, just the, those cars were, I don't see how they had room to work on them anyway. I mean, they were in there side by side and yeah. certainly hard to keep a secret, I would think. But, well, that's, I mean, you could about crawl out the driver's side uh, and crawl in the passenger side and be going in the driver's side to <laughs> the car. That's you, right. had to, you had to worry about jacking the car up of hitting the other man's car with your jack handle. Right. I mean, that was part of it. But, I mean, that was, that and was, and back pop. then, that you had, you, you had at least pulled before you went out, had to pull cylinder heads off of it so you could look at the cylinder heads and and really look at some stuff pretty close. And they done, you know, North Field and them guys done a pretty extensive job on that. And he bolted that stuff up and he bolted the motorbike together and away you went. Well, I tell you what, we're up against the break now for sure. And uh, I wanted to address the news. We got some other uh, looks at it from what Alan said and Greg said. So, uh, you know, NASCAR said said they were going to continue to investigate it, so we'll see if they come up with anything else. But what we're going to come up with is uh, some uh, some commercials here to pay the bills, and then go straight to Terry Labonte. Uh, yeah, Bobby Labonte. Oh, don't do that when he's on. Don't do that, Bobby Labonte. <laughs> when he come when we Terry's come back, good too. yeah, but we don't have him on the show in five minutes or two minutes. Anyway, they're both good. Let's take a break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plante? Oh, Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay. So for the rest of you, download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Preowned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Hey, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me weekday mornings for Bump and Run. Brought to you by Chris Foster Heating and Air. Your Ream Heating and Air Condition Specialist right here in Spartanburg on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. Well, unfortunately, we're having a little bit of trouble getting a hold of Bobby Labonte this morning. It's going straight to his voicemail, and this is the number we have for him, and I confirmed it with the number we've used in the past, and it's the same number. So uh, I tell you what, Alan, you got some results you can run through there, and we'll uh, we'll uh, shuffle, the, shuffle the standings here as, uh, as we deal with some live radio. So okay. you go ahead. All right. Last week at Cherokee Speedway, they had six divisions racing. At Cherokee Speedway, they had the Crystal Lake models. First place went to David Stoley. 
Second place went to Rich Killiam. Third place went to Travis Steele. They had the 602 open-wheel modifieds there. Always a good field of cars and open-wheel modifieds. First place went to Jeff Robinson. Second place went to Jeremy Steele. Third place went to Chris Stowe. And the Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Madison Hoots. I think that's the son of uh, Mr. Hoots that runs a lot up Harris Speedway. And uh, hope he has a few more wins in the future. Madison's an upgrowing young boy. And uh, second place went to Steve Green. Third place went to Perry Waters. And the Super Sportsman Division. First place went to Chris Mercer. Second place went to Terrell Holloway. Third place went to Stephen Thoreau. And the Young Guns Division. First place went to A.J. Barker. Second place went to Landon Davis. Third place went to Curtis Bishop. And the Front Wheel Drive Division. First place went to Mason Mack. Second place went to Brooks Kirby. And third place went to Colt McGinnis. Also, at Harris Speedway last week, they had eight divisions racing. They also had the wing sprint cars up there. Uh, got a little bit of these results, but they did not give me these boys' first name. But these wing sprint cars, they uh, short and fast, so they just give me the last name. So we're going to go with first place, went to Moss. Second place went to Lawson. Third place went to Woodward. Now we're going to move over to the regular divisions that race up there at Harris Speedway. We're going to go to Pure Stop. First place went to Chris Jones. Second place went to Ray Hudson. Third place went to Nathan Showtime Pierce. And the Crate Late Models. They put on the late models up there at Harris Speedway this year. Have, this is the, since we got new uh, track promoters up there, they start to bring the late models back in up there. First place went to John Reggio. Uh, second place went to Brian Gumbles. Second place went to Jim Scoose. And the Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Shane McDaniels. Second place went to Tyler Johnson. Third place went to Tyler Goose. And the Thunder Bomber Futures. First place went to Danny Edmonds. Second place went to Jason Green. Third place went to Marty Reed. In the Renegade Stock 8 Division. First place went to Jesse Wall. Second place went to Josh Burgess. Third place went to Phoenix Lauder. And the Crate Sportsman Division. First place went to Blake Pryor. Second place went to Dustin Taylor. Third place went to Jake Johnson. And the Young Guns Division. First place went to Trent Blackwell. Third place went to Kaylee Laws. And third place went to Bryson Lindsley. Also, last night, Last night was Friday night. They had a lot of good racing over at Travers Rest Speedway. They had seven divisions racing. Uh, we're going to start off with Thunder Bombers Futures. First place went to Hayden Atkins. Second place went to Randy Cantrell. Third place went to Danny Edmonds. And, and the second crate sportsman division. First place went to Tanner Fortune. Second place went to Greg Carroll. Third place went to Jake Johnson. And the front wheel drive division. First place went to Tanner Coggins. Second place went to Chris Coggins. They must be brothers there. I think they might be. Yep. Third place went to Timmy Rowe. In the Pure Stock Division, first place went to Kevin Nations. Second place went to Danny Sexton. Third place went to Will McGrew. In the Rookie Division, first place went to Trent Blackwell. Second place went to Bryson Lindsley. 
And third place went to Riley Hill. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Dwight Smith. Second place went to Kyle Goose. Third place went to Taylor Johnson. In the Renegade Stock 8, first place went to Donnie Atkins. Second place went to Mr. Wally Fowler. Third place went to Scott Galloway. First time I've heard Wally's name this year, I First think. First time I think Wally, uh, from what I've seen in the results, that was the two car. So that's the car that belonged to Bobby Edge, which I think it stays up there in Wally's shop and stuff. But it was not the original four car that Wally usually drives. So uh, good to see Wally back out here racing. Wally will probably actually, I haven't talked to him, but he will probably be at Harris Speedway tonight. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown a little bit later on in the show here about what's going on up there at Harris Speedway, but we're going to go back up the road here. We're going to go up here to Carolina Speedway. They had seven divisions racing last night. They had the Thunder Sportsman Division up there. First place went to Hank Taylor. Second place went to Brandon White. Third place went to David Lucas. In the Pro Four, first place went to Patrick Anum. Second place went to Jacob Kinder. And third place went to Nathan Wandel Ward. In the Super Street Division, first place went to Brandon Dockery. Second place went to Luke Edison. And third place went to Steve Thoreau. In the Hornets Division, first place went to Jonathan Surratt. Second place went to Zach Ken. And third place went to Willie Fowler. In the Open Wheel Modified Division, first place went to Mad Hope. Second place went to Jesse Rocket. Third place went to Jordan Feaster. In the Lightning Late Models, first place went to Timbo Magnum. I hear Timbo's name every week. Every week. We might have to see about getting him on this show here. Second place went to Jason Womack. Third place went to Chris Smith. And the Enduro. First place went to Trey Beatty. Second place went to Joshua Sherbert. And third place went to Andrew Baker. Ah, uh, you want me to go ahead and start giving you things that's about going on tonight? Yeah, go ahead. This might be your uh, twenty minutes, <laughs> and you got uh, you got seven of them left. <laughs> okay, all right. Harris Speedway tonight. We're gonna have nine divisions of racing up there at Harris Speedway, and I hear that racetrack's getting awful slick up there as far as uh, the way the boys is getting around that racetrack, racetrack conditions, making it work. I ain't going to say where it's not a one-lane racetrack, being able to get around people, being able to pass. So that's one thing on dirt racing that you have a little bit of a problem with sometimes, that it gets to be a one-groove racetrack. And I hear these boys is working this racetrack up there awful good to where you can actually see some good racing going on up there. And with the nine divisions that they got going on up there, they are bringing back limited sportsmen to the schedule. They're going to pay $1,000 to win up there, and everybody knows that when you pay $1,000 to win in limited sportsmen, it brings these bulls out. And I think Wally probably, Wally Fowler probably bringing out that four car to go up there and see what he can do with them boys tonight up there at Harris Speedway. Also on the schedule, front wheel drive, stock. Also paying them boys $1,000. So these boys is actually putting out some money up there at Harris Speedway. Also on the schedule, 602 late models. So you'll get to see some good late model racing up there. The Renegade, Stock 8. So Wally, Wally will probably take that two car, Bobby Edge's car, and he'll probably run two divisions up there tonight. He will actually run the limited sportsman, then he'll probably jump over in that Renegade Stock 8 car and have it going. 
Also on schedule, Craig Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Pure Stock, Thunder Bomber Futures, and Young Guns. Up at Harris Speedway, the pits is going to be $30 to get in. The gates are going to open at 4 p.m. And stands is $15. And be 5 p.m. before the stands will open up. Driver's meeting will be at 6.30 so that they can get an early start on their racing tonight. No, that's uh, that's uh, Nelson. Okay, so we're uh, right. you keep going. All right, Cherokee Speedway, Cherokee Speedway tonight. They got seven divisions racing. They got the Mid East Street Stocks over there. This is a division. It's a traveling series. It's going around local racetracks around here. That was actually at three eleven Speedway uh, last week. I think we had the winner on here, uh, Caleb McLaughlin. Yes, and uh, he'll probably be over at Cherokee Speedway tonight racing for fifteen hundred dollars. And see, good luck to Caleb and them. Also on the schedule will be the limited late models, the 602 late models, the stock four, the Thunder Bombers, Extreme Four, Thunder Bomber Futures. That's a new class that they are putting in over here at Cherokee Speedway since they are having so many uh, cars in this Thunder Bomber series that uh, they are actually splitting it up into Thunder Bombers and the Thunder Bomber Futures. Pits will be $30 to get in over there. Stands will be $15 to get in. Both gates open at Cherokee Speedway at 4.30 this afternoon. Driver's meeting will be at 7 o'clock at Cherokee Speedway. Sounds like a good deal to me. Sounds like they're starting to let more and more people in, doing more events, and getting things back to normal. Getting everything back to normal, getting these racetracks. Uh, Cherokee Speedway actually put on about... 30 loads of new clay over in the racetrack. They're getting it worked in. They're going to see about getting, you know, some more good racing on that racetrack. I get, they got to get back where you still get that good racetrack hot dog and get the people you got to have to get in and work on the car and get them fans up in them stands. So we're going to put them a show on if we're real racers, which we are. But uh, we, we'd like to do it in front of people. Oh, yeah. If you ain't got in front of them people, I mean, don't get me wrong. We race for we race for either the trophy or for the people. The, See, money, the money just goes along with it. The, yeah. mo- the money is just something. Well, years ago, even with NASCAR, the money was something just to keep you from starving to death. Yep. Really. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad to say everything, everything's leveling out. I think we got Perry uh, don't have a... Uh, uh, the smartest man I've ever met. Yeah, but oh. we're going to do him after the commercial. So let's let's uh, let's break here and come back and get Nelson off a hold and talk to him and hear what he has to say about Talladega and Pocono. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. 
Madness. And you will score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Vince knows high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Janie Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Janie's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott sets the bar high. He provides superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janie's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And welcome back to... Start your engines. Good morning, Nelson. Good morning. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Hoping well, I hope it's raining, raining, raining. Yeah, I know how it is. Um, well, we had some pretty exciting racing at Talladega last week. Uh, I don't know if that was the closest finish in history. I heard somebody say that it was... Uh, I know it had to be one of the closest. Uh, I don't know if the closest one is still that one at Darlington between uh, Kurt Busch and, and the, uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, the, Richard, Richard Craven. 
Yeah, Ricky Craven. So, uh, um, what, what was your take on that? I mean, it was uh, 57 yeah. lead changes, and I know that's uh, that's good for the sport. I thought, it was, I thought it was one of the better ones. You know, and we didn't have a, uh, there was Sherry Wreck, which was good. Yeah, they took them a while to, to, to wreck, but then when they did, they had a, a couple of them. The, so the... Uh, Penske drivers have all won a race now, and um, the, the, the Ryan Blaney. I mean, he's he's looking like a real uh, the real deal. I, he hopped out of his car, and he looked like a little bit like uh, Johnny Caribbean. He's a he, he cuts a nice figure out there. No question about that. Well, Nelson, one of the things that I was uh, uh, Greg and I were driving in this morning, and I wanted to ask you about was the. Um, You, go, you okay, Nelson? Something's going on there, sounds like. Yeah, some background noise, but that's okay. Um, the uh, I watched the ARCA race yesterday, and those cars looked like they were coming down the straightaway at an angle like they used to back in the cup days. And um, I, I don't know the reason for that, or I, I just hadn't seen that in a long time, not even with the the couple of ARCA races that I tried to, to, to watch at least some of. Uh, What's going on with that? Because it looked pretty pronounced to me. Yeah, well, the rules changes and people are uh, circumventing the rules. Well, are they going to let that continue? And, and what's the advantage? Is that something to do with the cornering? Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. Again. I, I said, does that the car bit at an angle like that, does, does that have something to do with the cornering? Uh, yes, it makes it where uh, you have a whole lot, more, a whole lot more side force. Okay. Well, I noticed that uh, uh, the kid that won it was 17 years old, uh, Ty Gibbs, and he's, um, I, I didn't hear him say, I kept listening to it. I was doing some other things at the same time because it really wasn't that exciting a race, I didn't think, but the... Uh, I, I, I guess that's uh, Joe Gibbs' grandson. Oh, that's correct. Okay, well, he uh, he didn't mind sticking it down in there, and uh, of course he's he's going to race with the top equipment for his whole career. So I, I don't know what their long range plans on are for him. He can't. Uh, he, he's too young to run NASCAR, right? Uh, I think it depends on the size of the track. Oh, okay. Because they uh, seems like. Uh, I was thinking it used to be 18 or something, and they upped it to 20 or um, or something. But whatever it is, he's he's 17, and he's a little bit too young. And he looked, I mean, I, you know, I'm an old man, right. so forgive uh, me, but, but he looked like a, a, a baby out there, I tell you. But he was good. He was worried about, yeah, his, but, he was worried about his hair. Yeah. Uh, even though NASCAR owns ARCA, there are a whole lot of different rules. Uh, but some of them are similar, like you can run an Oka car in Xfinity series, but I think there's a penalty if you have a plastic body. Uh, you know, there are lots of uh, different rules involved there. Yeah, well, the uh, uh, the ARCA cars are undergoing a a change with uh, being taken over by NASCAR and um, or being bought by NASCAR. I guess that's a better way to put it. The um, but the racing at Talladega, I thought was uh, 
I thought it was uh, a, a, an exciting race. It was one of the more entertaining races. And plus, that beginning with, um, well, it was rained out on Sundays. We should say that. So they did run the thing on Monday. But the uh, the show of solidarity, as we said earlier, with uh, um, Bubba Wallace and all the drivers and everything lining up and, and Richard Petty making a, a special appearance down there and uh, helping line up and push the car out to the to the front of the field. That that was pretty impressive stuff. Okay, now so you still there. Do we need to maybe call you back some other time, buddy? Uh, uh, yeah, give me a call back after 11. Okay, I'll do that. Nelson's obviously got some stuff going on there, so we'll we'll give him another shot after 11 o'clock. Uh, we appreciate it, Nelson. We'll call you back uh, in a little bit. Okay, well, I tell you what, what? this is live radio at its best today. Yes, it <laughs> but what I liked about that Talladega race is third place actually finished backwards. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he came across the finish line backwards. That was... Uh, Eric Amarola. Uh, Eric, Eric Amarola. And, uh, uh, oh, we didn't get Nelson's pick. I guess we we will call yeah. him back later. Yeah. Eric is actually on the poll today. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, and I hear so many people call him Eric. It's yeah. Eric. Eric. And I'm not talking about you. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, the guys doing the race, especially yeah. the guest drivers or something. They go, Eric, Eric. It's, it's Eric. It's A-R-I-C. And uh, Al Marolan, I think he is of Cuban descent, so I'm sure that's a Hispanic name. I'll have to ask my wife. Well, we used to have a fun time with Bud at the breakfast table when Brad Keselowski uh-huh. would win. And we'd say, Bud, who won the race? He, he'd say Kawasaki. <laughs> <laughs> like the motorcycle. Well, you know. And we about die. He said, you know who I mean. <laughs> you know when uh, um, his dad raced. His dad first came down here from Michigan. He he had painted on the car. Um, uh, I'm going blank again. His, his last name, of course, was Keselowski, but it was Ron. He he had Ron K on the car. Yep. And a lot of times you would see it K-A-Y-E. And I don't know if that's because people didn't know better. Um, talk for a second there. We got a phone call coming in. There's no telling what we got on this show today. All right. Like I said, we got uh, a lot of good racing going on at our local tracks. Uh, kind of cool today out there. Kind of cloudy, overcast. And as uh, long as it's cloudy and overcast, these old boys are going to be getting these old race cars ready. I'd like to say okay. I'd like to say thanks to all our listeners out there. Uh, who we got here now? Well, we got Bobby Labonte. Are you on there, Bobby? We got you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I was outside. We were doing some grading work and uh, lost track of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. not too different from uh, Harry Gann a couple of years ago was milking a cow. So, uh, yeah, we well, got to. I ain't going to milk, no, milk no cows, but I'll do a little grading. <laughs> look, I appreciate you calling us back. I really do. And uh, Greg, unfortunately, or, uh, or maybe fortunately, I don't know, but he stepped up for a few minutes. I guess he is a. Uh, out in the parking lot doing some grading or something himself. But first of all, we didn't have you on the show last year, so I want to congratulate you on your uh, induction into the NASCAR Hall of Fame class of 2020. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was uh, an exciting time last year uh, when I found out and, you know, the preparation and leading up to the induction in, at the end of January was, you know, it was so much fun to go back and look at all the, pictures and stories and all the stuff that gets you 
that got me to that point. And when you reflect back on it, you kind of <clears throat> look at it differently instead of just living every day by day by day by day. And then uh, going into the Hall of Fame was, uh, you know, especially with Terry being in there. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it was it was so cool. The only thing that, you know, obviously with what's going on now, the Hall of Fame's not open. So people can't go see the display. That's right. probably the hardest thing. <laughs> now, but were you, you were able to, now, I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to this, but were you able to have, were they able to have the ceremony, the actual TV show um, inducting you? Or is that something that, because, that, you know, everything's staggered. Like you get elected one year and you go in the next year and it kind of confuses me. But I don't remember yeah. if y'all had your, uh, your TV yep. celebration or not. Yep, yep. We did everything. Everything went as planned uh, before uh, the, the Hall of Fame was, you know, curtailed uh, for uh, the pandemic. But, uh, no, we had it all done at the end of January, and, you know, we've got everything. Every plan that we had going into it was done, and, you know, we got to see the display after the event and with Coach and Waddell and, and Tony. And uh, so, uh, and obviously Buddy's. Uh, uh, displaying there as well. So yeah, we got to we got to do everything that, that was planned. Well, and that was the next thing I was going to mention was your uh, um, inductee mates, if for lack of a better term. With uh, it was kind of like the Joe Gibbs show there with Joe Gibbs going in along with uh, Tony Stewart because you guys were, I mean, a formidable team uh, the whole time you were together. I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, y'all were the team to beat. Yeah, we were. You know, we we. Felt the same way. <laughs> you know, there was some, there was a few years there that we were definitely uh, definitely like that, and it was exciting to see. And you know, we had a, a, a great run at it. You know, so it, it was one of those things when when the induction ceremony, uh, when people were when we were all told who was going to get in. You know, it's like I, I you didn't think I didn't think about it happening that way, but when it's all said and done, I went, man, that. I don't know that you could write a story any better than that for all three of us to go at the same time. Um, you know, as far as what Coach has done for Tony and I and, uh, you know, all that, I mean, it just was a, uh, you know, like I said, I, after it was all said and done, I went, well, it shouldn't have gone any other way. You know, so it, it was uh, it was the perfect perfect timing for everything. Well, it looked like after the ARCA race yesterday, there's uh, some more Gibbs coming down the pipe. That was a pretty impressive run by... His seventeen-year-old grandson yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I saw the results. I didn't get. I didn't get home in time to see the race, but I saw the results of it. Well, it was a boring I mean, finish. I, that, <laughs> I mean, he won it solidly. Yeah, yeah and I know that uh, you know they've got some great equipment. Ties really good. Uh, so it, you know, another uh, the the Gibbs legacy will continue as far as maybe not just owning and uh, but driving as well. So. Uh, yeah, so that's a uh, that's a cool deal, and uh, like I said, they've uh, they've got some good stuff uh, in the Arca series as far as their equipment goes. And then Ty, like I said, I've you know I see him every now and then out and about functions and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, he's you know focused on racing right now. He was in the number eighteen, so it's definitely a you knew whose car he was in. Uh, look, mm-hmm. let, let me ask you a question, and I, we don't ever pre interview our guests or anything like that so i've been i'm gonna ask you this cold and i i don't know where it's gonna go but i have always wondered and if i heard i don't remember why did you get out of gibbs's car because it's i I was i wasn't living in miami at the time and i was down there at homestead when you won that championship and i was out there on the on the straightaway watching the celebration and everything that night and uh i mean what made you get out of that car because i thought you were on top of the world (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, I mean, there, you know, there's no one reason why. Uh, it, you know, just was, just felt like, you know, it was 10 years and, you know, won the championship in 2000, which was halfway through the 10. You know, 2001, we were still good. 2002, we weren't quite as good. Jimmy moved on to more of a managerial role. You know, we got another crew chief. We got Fat Back. We had Steve Addington. You know, and it just seemed like it's like I could never get back to that. Yeah. Um, you know, and you you sit there and you, you, you think at that point in time, you're like, well, maybe I can change the grass, the scenery, and maybe the grass is greener on the other side of the fence because, you know, other people are like, hey, can drive for us, and we'll do this, we'll do that for you, and, you know, uh, you, you know, so you're you're questioning your you're like okay or am i is it time to move on um you know and I, I mean you look at you know at that point in time you know gordon staying with hendrick at that point in time he's still with hendrick but about the same amount of time so you don't know where his future is going to go you know he might change you, know, you don't know and then you know you get romance by um uh, you know by enough people that it kind of makes you go, well, hey, maybe the grass is greener on the other side. And then it takes you another five or ten years to go, I don't think the grass is any greener on the other side. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't rekindle, you can't rebuild, you can't remake all that. So, you know, again, it's not like I woke up one day and said, hey, I'm going to leave. It's like, you know, we're, we're, where are we at? You know, we're not performing as good. I'm not as fast as I used to be. Is it me? Is it the car? Is it the communication? Is it this? You know, and then you just, so you, you hope that you can do the same somewhere else right right um because if you stay where you're at you're like you know i mean you're like okay at some point in time they're going to get rid of me you know or it's going to be more you know and more mutual like okay so what is it is it you know so you you know i mean again you just you know you try to navigate all those waters as good as possible but when you're not performing as good you gotta think that well is it me or is it somebody you know what what is it so let's you know, if you make a change, you might that might be enough to redo it. And you know, I mean, I had a couple different options, and you know, at the end of the day, I said, at the end of the day, I took the one I, I thought was right. But then afterwards, you went, I wish I'd have done another one. You know, yeah. <laughs> I've done something else. Um, but well, you know, it just it's no one big thing. It's just yeah. small things that kind of lead to that. We were we're running real close on time here. We got like two minutes left. But Alan Hill's okay. a big time dirt tracker here in South Carolina, and he wanted to ask you a question. Bobby, okay. uh, this Longhorn chassis, is that you and your brother? Yeah, it is. It sure it, is. Is that just an investment, or y'all hands-on in that deal as far as, you know, fabricating and knowing all the hookup points or stuff like that? Yeah, Terry's, Terry's son, Justin, is the... He, he leads that charge. Terry and I are hands-off, other than we just know what's going on. Uh, but Justin, um, you know, he... He's the one that's there every day. He knows everything about them. He works there every day. He cuts pieces out. He makes the deals, sells the cars. He does everything. Where Terry and I are just kind of, we're, we're, we, I started building chassis years ago and they weren't that good. And then we decided to build them differently. And then all of a sudden they took off and that's where we're kind of where we're at today. Uh, get in there and get dirty. <laughs> and uh, I should have known with the name Longhorn that it was uh, Texas related. And I got to tell you one more thing before I have to let you go here because I, I, um, we're short on time. But you um, are on this radio station. This is WSPG in Spartanburg, AM and FM. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we go around the world. I mean, my son's in the Marine Corps and he listens to us overseas. But we have a public service announcement with you 
and you do all the talking practically, and Terry and Justin about boating safety, and this yeah, radio, right, right. this radio station yeah. plays that thing all day long. Really? Oh, <laughs> I remember when we did that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're a part of the team here at uh, Fox Sports Spartanburg. So, uh, look, we, I'm, I'm sorry we had to cut this short, and uh, I do have about a, a minute left. But you know, it's. Uh, Thanks for coming on the show. We won't make it two years, especially since we got gypped out of a, a little time because of your grading. But uh, that's okay. Yeah. We completely understand. But it's a pleasure to watch you on Fox every week. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And the uh, we're in a construction phase of our backyard of our house. Is the reason why we're trying to figure out grading this morning. And you might want to tell Greg. He, he tried to call me while I was uh, my phone went in my pocket. I didn't have it in my pocket. The guy said, "Hey, come look at this," and I just jumped out there. And uh, so anyway, but you should tell him to uh, make sure that I called in case he didn't listen <laughs> so he didn't have a heart attack. <laughs> no, he, he, I, I, we will. And uh, he usually walks down to this nearby convenience store when he gets the break. And uh, actually, he buys lottery tickets for us. But uh, he uh, did it a little early. But, you know, thank you so much for calling back. A lot of people wouldn't have done that. And we, yeah, certainly, yeah. we certainly appreciate you coming on the show. And congratulations all right. on all your success. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you very much. That's uh, that's uh, Bobby Labonte, and we're five seconds from a hard break here, so we'll be right back. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg. Sports trending now. On Friday, the NBA released its schedule for the restart of the season. It'll begin with a matchup between the New Orleans Pelicans and Utah Jazz on July 30th in the Orlando bubble. The 22 teams involved will each play eight games to seed for the playoffs. Also Friday, the NBA and the Players Association jointly announced that 16 players have tested positive for the coronavirus out of 302 players who were all tested this past Tuesday. Golf round three of the Travelers Championship underway as we speak. There is a four-way tie for the lead right now at 13 under par overall. That includes Phil Mickelson. One other note, golfer Jason Day requested a coronavirus test prior to today's third round. We're pleased to report that Day's test came back negative. I'm Isaac Lowenkroft. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Memories. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. 
Dee Dee Lubin Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM, 98.3 FM, and all around the world on the uh, Listen In app, if that's what it's called. And um, it's my pleasure to welcome in Mitchell Duval, the big gun over at Cherokee Speedway. How are you doing this morning, Mitchell? I'm doing fine. You? I'm doing great. We're all here, Greg Moore and uh, Alan Hill. Alan? Well, Mitchell, uh, we've had uh, Danny Tesnier on here. We've had Wally Fowler, and now we've had Mitchell Duval. We had another Duval. Yep. Well, we had his boy on here, <laughs> but right. uh, whenever you talk about race car drivers oh, and yeah. stuff, you got to put this boy right there. Uh, there ain't no telling how many wins you've actually had. You know, can you kind of uh-huh. roundabout give us a figure? I really don't know. We never did keep up with it. Uh, I've been asked that question before. I have no idea. Uh, it's in the hundreds, but I, I really don't know how many. Yep, I bet it was the boys. That sounds like a Red Farmer answer. We had him on last week. Yeah, I, I tell you, when you say Duval, you think of dirt track racing, you think of Cherokee Speedway, you think of a lot of things. The main thing you think of is people that can drive race cars and get it done. That's one thing. But yeah, but it's, uh, uh, are you retired from driving, or, or uh, 
still doing it? Allie knows these questions better than I do. I, I always try to keep up with the local stuff. But I'm yeah, not. no, I'm not retired from driving. I hadn't got to race this year. They um, they changed the rules up and and, and uh, really didn't come out with a rule book till the end of January, first of March. And, I mean, first of February, and then the COVID nineteen hit, so we kind of just uh, didn't think they were really going to race this year. So kind of didn't do too much. Uh, and they changed the rules, and and I've had to update my cars and kind of behind but i'm getting closer but no i hadn't retired i haven't raced any this year but yeah i plan on doing some racing um probably could actually be ready next week but it'll be in the next week or two uh looking forward to that well mitchell uh one of your highlights was at your daddy's race you ran three divisions over there and you won in all three divisions in three different race cars tell us a little bit about that yeah, that was the Daddy's inaugural race. We really, really just wanted to win one race in that. Uh, I took two weeks off from work um, preparing my Renegade car and my Crazy Sportsman car for that weekend. It actually took me two weeks to get them both ready. And uh, when I went over there, we were fast with the Renegade car, but the Crazy Sportsman car was a little off. And uh, I didn't really think I had a great shot to win with it. Uh, and... It ended up raining it out. Then it went to a daytime race, which, as you know, Alan, to- totally changes everything. And uh, we were fortunate. Uh, he had a good setup on it and ended up winning it and uh, and the Renegade race. And, and um, drove Junior Mathis' car and uh, the Thunder Bomber, and it, and it ran really good. And we were fortunate to win it. So we were just going to be happy to win one race that weekend. We were really trying just to win one and wound up winning all three. So... It was quite a weekend for us. Uh, it being Betty's doctor uh, um, might do on Memorial Day. Are they going to run that every year? As far as I know, they are. Uh, I know they're going to run it this year. They plan on running it every year, is what they told me. So this will be the second annual in, in uh, October of this year. Well, don't let up on them. <laughs> yeah, that green rose down like a triple header, didn't it? That is what that is. Yep. That ain't double dipping. That's a triple header. No, but uh, you always go up there to Charlotte for the Sika Crate uh, Sport. I mean, Motors divisions up there, and you take your yellow car up there, and I think you've dominated them up there at Charlotte Speedway, haven't you? Yeah, so far we've been up there four years, and we've won all four races, so we've been very very fortunate. I always tell them you got to be fast, and you got to have a good number on the redraw. They redraw the top eight. And you got to redraw a decent number, and you just have to have some luck. Some things go your way to win those big races, so you have so many cars up there. It gets dry slick, too, so that, that helps us some. Um, but they changed it up this year, I think. They hadn't come out yet with it, but I don't I don't know if they're going to run the Crate Sportsman or the Mitty Street Stocks or exactly what they're going to do. So things will probably be a little different up there this year, but I'm not really sure yet. Are you much into building any more race cars? I noticed there's a couple in your shop over the last time I was over there. No, I don't I don't build them no more. Uh, it just, we do heating and air work, and usually we've got so much heating and air work that uh, I just don't have time to build race cars. Uh, and I have a hard enough time keeping my own up, getting them to the track as well. Did you ever consider doing it full time? 
I did. I did consider doing it full time, but I, I just didn't have enough help to uh, to do it full time. You know, if you're going to run late models, you have to have help. You have to have sponsors. And and uh, Daddy, he was he was racing his own career, and uh, I just kind of got stuck running a lower division because that's really all I could afford when I started. And uh, so I, I never did really race full time. I always just treated it as a hobby and uh, raced them on the weekends locally. Well, it's like I tell them, if it's a hobby, it's got to be fun. Sometimes when you make it into a, a career, it's not. it takes the fun out of it. Well, yeah, yeah, it takes the fun out of it. Sometimes racing every weekend takes the fun out of it. You have to take a week or two off. But, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, Alan. It becomes more of a, a more of a job than, than, uh, yeah, than the, a hobby. That's the point I'm thinking where you don't have enough time. And finally, that week after week after week, Working on that car, driving that car, that can that can wear you down a little bit. But uh, I'm sure there's like Missy saying, you got enough people, got enough money, got it in your heart and it's your hobby. Uh, you do whatever you can to get out there, but it takes that money, it takes people. But uh, it sounds to me like he's doing a heck of a good job. Not a not a, a real good job doing it the way he's doing it. And as long as he's having fun. And uh, Mitchell, did you? Um, and I know both of my co-hosts here, um, Alan Hill and, and Greg Moore, have come from racing families and, and very successful racing families. You know, going way back. D- did you ever f- feel that you had that kind of pressure being a Duval when you were first coming up? I mean, everybody, I'm sure, had their eyes on you as uh, you know Mike Duval's son. Well, I really didn't ever think of it like that. No, I just, when I first started, I was uh, either 16 or 17, and I just, you know, I just rolled the race and uh, and, and um, enjoy it. But no, I really never looked at it like, uh, um, you know, I had to compete with my dad. I always wanted him to be, uh, you know, the top uh, do-all driver. Uh, I just looked at it that way. I, I really never wanted to race against my dad because I just, and I didn't want to get into the competition factor with him. I always looked up to him and uh, listened to what he told me and learned a lot, obviously, from what he had told me. So, no, I, I never did uh, look at it as uh, I've got to make it in super late models or even go further. I just kind of did my own thing. Well, I guess that's the best way to approach it because you certainly, uh, it certainly worked out for you, and it sounds like you've, uh, if you stop racing, it's going to be on your your terms. And uh, right now, um, I know there's probably a lot of people would look forward to see you coming back. Probably a few that hopes you don't, <laughs> the way you tear them up out there. Yeah, we're just uh, basically take, taking a break in racing. We've missed like three months here, but... Uh, we haven't quit by any means. It's just uh, been a long road to get these cars changed over where I think they need to be to be competitive since they had the rule changes uh, at Cherokee Speedway and uh, around the local areas. So, But we should be ready in the next week or two, like I say. So um, we're looking forward to that. Did you run Cherokee when it was a half mile? No, I did. Did you like that better or do you like this one, this configuration better? Uh, you know, I obviously like the half mile better. It was faster, and, and, and that's where I started at. So 
but I think running a half mile uh, for so many years definitely helped me on a smaller track uh, because it just seems like uh, it, it's easier on when they when they converted it down because you have to have more car control when you have more speed and less speed. You know, it seems like it's just a little easier than it used to be. But, but no, I like the half mile um, a lot better than I did at the smaller track. But they cut it, they they cut it down to try to get the cars you know more bunched up, have more competitive racing is what they told me. So we just have to go with that, I guess. All right. Well, we kind of up against the clock. You want to give a shout out to some of your sponsors and people that help you work on the race car? Yeah, I want to uh, give a shout out to Ricky Bogan at Mechanical Edge. He helps me a lot. He sponsors me. Uh, the Lynx Enterprises, Joel Melton, he helps me, sponsors me. Um, the Carolina Drive Line, David Tree Service. All those guys, Money Matters, Pawn Shop, you know, McDaniels, Lawn Care. Uh, it's hard to do it unless you have sponsors, and I really appreciate, appreciate those guys helping me. As far as working on the car, um, I pretty much work on it by myself. Uh, my son was helping me, but he's given us two grandbabies now, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And he uh, he has to pretty much help take care of them. Oh, and, man, uh, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, that's a full-time job. But I, uh, I pretty much work on it by myself, uh, so as far as that goes. Um, but that's why I guess that's why it's taking me longer to get to the track. But no, I, I appreciate all my sponsors. It's hard to do it without them. And uh, I hope I didn't uh, leave any off. I don't think so. Y'all still going out to eat lunch or something, or since this is back over now? Yeah, yeah, we go out to eat every day. Uh, me and my engine builder, Ricky Ellison, yeah, he helps me as well. I, that's one I forgot. If it wasn't for him, I couldn't race. Um, I appreciate everything he does for me. Me and him usually go eat lunch every day at uh, Brand News at Uptown Gaffney. Allen came over and ate with us some. But, uh, but yeah, we go somewhere every day. Well, you don't ever leave your engine builder out when you're thanking people. You might you might come up with a skip. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> I gotta say, I, I was trying not to forget somebody, and I forgot the the most important one. Alan's over here laughing; he knows it. Yeah, right. yeah you got you don't want to forget really anybody, no, because it is a team effort. Deal, and it's a lot of work. Sometimes you guys thank yourself. Don't get me wrong. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Well, he probably just got him a free meal, but um, mentioned in brandies. Uh, well, Mitchell, it's been great having you on the show, and um, best of luck to you when you do get back on the track. If it's next weekend, that's the Fourth of July, and that's uh, that'd be a good time to do it and um, g- get out there and uh, keep that Duval name at the top of the top of the headlines. I'll try my best. I appreciate it. All right, thanks for coming on the show. That's Mitchell Duval, and uh, he's a. Uh, it's real deal. Well, he's racing on his own terms. If he doesn't feel like, well, it's kind of like Alan Hill. I mean, when he wants to go to Lake Greenwood and hang drywall, he does that. And when he wants to go to Cherokee Speedway and and win the race, he does that or wherever he goes. So uh, that's a good way to be. Yeah, uh, race on your own terms. Like I say, don't make it don't make it into a job. Make it into you know a family thing. You see, whenever they come to the racetrack, the whole family shows up. Everybody's supporting him, and uh, sometimes the crowd don't support us, but 
That's all right. That's what makes us run, run harder. Oh, sometimes some, sometimes them booing the heck out of you is better than them all standing up and cheering. But I was going to say one thing, talking about a hobby versus a job. Dan Gurney made this statement a while back, a long, long time back, and he passed away about five years ago. But he said, I never viewed auto racing as a job. He said, I just viewed it as a, as, as a hobby that was driven by passion. I don't even think he said hobby. I said it was just something you done by pure passion of loving the sport. And at the, once it gets in your blood, it's it's bad. Well, you know, we had a surprise phone call while you were stepped out there, Greg. Bobby Labonte did call us back, and we had a, a entertaining and informative of about 11 minutes with him. It was not as long as we wanted, but uh, he... Uh, Said he looked at his phone and he saw he was getting all these phone calls and on your your number and then the the radio station here's number. So uh, he was out in the yard doing some grading, and I said, "Well, that's okay, Bobby. We uh, we had a Harry Gant one time milking a cow, so um, we understand how you race retired race drivers get other things going on." And uh, but he was very good, and we appreciate you getting Bobby Labonte. But we'll uh, we'll try to. Yeah, maybe next year having for the full twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, full yeah, twenty minutes. But yeah, he, was, we'll, we'll, he was excellent. Well, we'll get him. We'll get him again. He's a great guy, and, and these guys, especially these guys doing he's uh, working in the news media, in a booth and stuff. As Darrell Waldrop told me, Benny Part, a lot of them that's been up there, that's about as much work, mind wise and, and everything. You're not picking up toolbox and working on cars, but. It's a lot of traveling. It's a lot of preparation. Believe it or not, it takes them about 45 minutes to put makeup on all them guys or dust. I mean, it really does. And it's a tough business, and the ones that can get the job done get the big dollars. And it's a very competitive business. So uh, the announcing booth and Bobby does a lot of that stuff with hub, uh, Racing Hub, and uh, it, 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 he still has to cherish his time. Well, my brother, he got to work with his brother, Terry Labonte, and he said whenever you talk to the Labonis, they are just as, just as calm, cool, collective, does not have nothing bad to say about anybody. No no and, big ego. I mean, no big ego. They're just as common folks as they could be. And I that's think that's right. why they did so well with, uh, um, I mean, uh, Terry Labonte was our house driver before uh, Montoya came along to Columbia, and... Uh, he um, bought a Kellogg's cornflakes and everything. He was just uh, very wholesome. But look, we're going to take a break here and come back, and um, maybe we can get a hold of Nelson Crozier. This would have been Alan's time to do the results, which is already done. So we'll come up with something. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. 
windows down, or AC on. Either way, there's no better way to beat the heat than with ice-cold favorites from McDonald's. Now get a large Minute Maid slushie for $2 in Sweet Flavors Fruit Punch, Blue Raspberry, or New Pink Lemonade. Or get a refreshingly bold McCafe iced coffee, any size for $1.69. To beat the heat, there's nothing sweeter than an icy treat. It's not just a drink, it's a McDonald's drink. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a gravel truck. I'm busy laying the foundation for your city's newest suburb. You're stuck behind me, and I'm about to make it rain. <laughs> Rocks. Now you're swerving, but there's no avoiding this downpour. Better watch out for that guardrail. So get Allstate, where agents help protect you from mayhem, like me. You're in good hands with Allstate agent Jack Mabry in Boiling Springs. Give him a call today, 253 253- Nine one five five. Open Mike Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. Hi, there. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. Mm. A keen grasp of reality. Mm. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at three on Fox Sports fourteen hundred and ninety eight three FM. Welcome back to uh, Start Your Engines, and we've got Nelson back on the phone. I was going to try to play your opening again, but I guess we we already been down that road once. Okay, Nelson, uh, before we uh, get any further, let's get our picks in, and I'll let you go first. Okay, I'll check with our old favorite, Brad. Well, you know, I just got through telling the boys here that if we weren't able to hook up with you, we were going to give you Brad. Um and Ronnie has already texted me in that he wants uh, Kyle Bush, so he's got Kyle Bush. Greg, who do you like? I'm going to go with Logano. Okay. The Something just tells me that that might be what I need to do. And uh, Alan? No, you go ahead. Well, I'll, I'm, I'm going to stick with Chase. I mean, you know, I've been with him for a while now, and I'll I'll go there. Is uh, Jada going to participate? I'll let her she stays with uh, Denny Hamlin, so we give her an 11 car. All right. And I think I'm going to go with Truex. Truex is looking like he's showing a little signs of life here lately. Yeah. Okay. You can't go bad with Truex. Truex can drive that race car. Well, uh, well that, that's pretty much his home track, too. That's true. That's, I guess that's the yeah, closest one in New Jersey. Um, Nelson, so... Um, what was your takeaway from uh, Tal- Talladega? We didn't really get to get into it with you too much. A lot went on down there with the 
with the noose and the close finish and Eric Amarola coming across the line backwards and the fantastic show of support for um, um, Bubba Wallace before the race and having to run it on Monday afternoon. Just uh, there's a lot to go with there. What What's your takeaway? Okay. First of all, the noose is in the past. Uh, all the support for Bubba uh, was, was very important. Uh, race was... Good. It was safe. Uh, you know, as I said, had a good crash there at the end, but uh, nobody got upside down. Nobody got hurt. Actually, they had two crashes. They had one at the end of the back stretch, and then they crossed uh, coming through the trial. They started crashing again. So the first crash um, at the end of the back straightaway, it wasn't going to be a factor in finishing the race. So uh, it's not like they were going to have to run back through it wide open. So they just kept it green, which. I thought was a, a, I mean that was the only thing to do that made any sense. No, quite no question about it because if they had another restart. It was going to be a crash fest. Yeah. Well, now we, I tried to. Uh, I'd like for you to enlighten me a little bit more because I didn't. Uh, um, we were kind of rushing through there with some things that were going on, and tell me about the cars now. Uh, and I don't mean to belabor the point, but Greg and I both have talked about it coming in, how the ARCA cars are sitting at an angle. And I remember the NASCAR was like that, you know, several years ago, and they made them do away with it. And it, I don't think it's a good look. I think mean, it looks stupid. No, it's definitely not a good look, but uh, it makes a world of difference how you're going through the trial, trials and the turns. Well... You know, do you think they're going to let them continue it, or is this just something that they got caught well, sleeping? Well, you got to remember that a lot of the ARCA stuff uh, is uh, uh, older Xfinity, older, older Cup uh, stuff that's been reskinned, uh, and uh, plastic bodies. So, uh, in some of the configurations, uh, the ARCA cars and the Xfinity cars are basically the same. Uh I haven't really been keeping up with all the changes on it, but uh, yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah, it, it, it Nelson, it, 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 you know, NASCAR took it over and some different things, and ARCA's always been known to have some pretty fierce competitors. I mean, you know, they have over the years. I mean, you got Venturini, uh, Dan Steele, uh, what was that guy? There's another guy's name. Uh, that, that, well, that, how far you want to go back? Well, it, well we could go back to... <laughs> Jack uh, Bowser and... Uh, and uh, uh, White. Yep, Don White. Don White. It goes. Not, yeah, anyway. Huggy. But, was it Huggy? Snuggy. Snooky. Joe Frazan said that was Snooky. Yeah. And, and Snooky did run off a good but it, it, They usually use nothing, if, not, if I remember correctly. They used to say about a year and a half to two years behind NASCAR. Not on safety or nothing, but they used older chassis. And they do the different things, but that's one of the first things I noticed, and I hadn't seen it or noticed it in a while, but, you know, they're coming down the straightaway with that thing caught a little bit sideways, which I, I can see how that would help it get down through the corner, but that's just the first time I've seen it. I haven't seen a cup car do that in a while. If, if it helps, let them do it. I mean, I don't know, but. Nah, I don't. I don't like it. It doesn't uh, look it, right. Look, it looks. It looks like it's about to spin out on a straightaway. Yeah. Which, which if one ain't handling yeah. good, it's about to spin out on a straightaway anyway. But uh, well, I suspect they're letting them do it to use up uh, some older equipment. Yeah, that sounds right. Old, older stuff. Yep. So uh, 
Nelson, when we uh, first heard last year that they were running races on back-to-back weekend or back-to-back days at Pocono, you know, we were wondering who was uh, um, on drugs that set the schedule. But you know, now after after uh, everything that's happened with this pandemic and and the schedules they've been running and Wednesday night racing, this, this fits right in. I mean, this doesn't seem unusual at all. And in fact, the trucks are going to go a half an hour after we get off the air. Provided it dries up, it was raining pretty hard a few minutes ago. Oh, is that right? So we've got a weather yeah. problem up there. Definitely. Oh, okay. Well, that, and that's a that's a big that's, track to dry, and you don't have the big bank turns to help a little bit. So uh, this could be a long day and, and no lights. That's right. Yeah. And uh, unrelated to the racing, there's a lot of controversy up in that area. Uh, area uh, about the marijuana farms. All right. You know, Tell us about I'm not familiar with that. Uh, near the fellows of Whitehaven, uh, people say their property values have dropped in half because the stench from the uh, marijuana uh, is worse than 20 skunks. Holy cow. they done what now? now, now hold, hold on. They, I said something about Whitehaven. And, but I, I hadn't heard anything about this. Oh, it's been ongoing for about three years, but now apparently it's in full production. And I never realized that, uh, you know, uh, marijuana growing smells, but apparently it does. Well, I know it smells when you light it up. (laughs) Now, is that the organic farm they've been, uh, I keep hearing them talk about? Is Is that what that is? That's right. Okay, because of the name of the... Trying to find my schedules here. The name of one of these races. What's it doing? Been, growing inside the racetrack? I think it's right outside, but the name of one of these. Maybe the deer. That's, that's what the deers go crazy. Um, <laughs> well, I thought I had it here, but okay. The truck race at 1230 today is the Pocono Organics 150 to benefit farm aid. So I don't know if that's. Can, yeah, I don't know whether it's the same or not. It, though, don't it? I'm sorry, Nelson. What'd you say? Uh, I'm not sure whether there's any relationship there or not. Yeah, I'm not either, but uh, I did see a badger or something run across the track yesterday <laughs> before the race started. I, he was a chubby fella. He's a, you know, uh, with all the fencing and everything they've got, they still manage to, they still manage to get in there, don't they? Yeah, well, uh, one of the races uh, in the early 70s, uh, they put up the new tower, you know, and everything there was surplus uh, from the state of uh, Pennsylvania. You know, the parking garage, as they called it, uh, you know, it was precast concrete. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things just came out from the state. But uh, Barney said, uh, Barney Hall, he said, if we don't get some more in here, I'm going to kick the window out. <laughs> so uh, they had an 18-inch flexible duct that uh, cooled the press box the next level down. So I would hook that and ran it back down the hall. And we had it for about a half hour before they realized what was happening. They came back up and we connected it. Man. Well, Nelson, I tell you, that's, um, Pocono has always been one of the most interesting tracks, of course. Now, I'll get this wrong. The first turn is supposed to be like, um, is it Trenton? One of them, one turn is like Trenton. I think the the uh, another one's like Indianapolis, and another one is like uh, 
Um, gosh, I don't remember now. I should have known this before I started saying it. But each of the turns was supposedly designed after um, uh, other racetracks. That's correct. Is it, well, that's the same guy that done that done the design work on. on he done College Station, Texas. He done Michigan, and I think he done Pocono, and he helped on one. Is that wasn't there like one guy that kind of laid these tracks out? And it was. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Uh, I was uh, at one point uh, took infrared uh, video of uh, all uh, a number of different tracks uh, when they were having the water seepage problems, and uh, and I told uh, you know Les Richards, I said, uh, you know, you got a, a French drain coming uh, at the end of the pit road here at uh, Michigan. And he said, no way. So they found the engineer. He was still alive at that point who designed it. And he said, oh, you have the French drains there. There's so many lines and whatever. But at Richmond, uh, you could see with the uh, infrared where the border came up between one uh, level of pavement, traveled 200 feet, and then it was shooting up out of the track. Well, so, you well, know, that- people didn't consider, you know, with the heavy rain that you had a lot of pressure built up. The water sort of goes come somewhere. Uh, as they told it, you know, after they had the big flood down there, uh, I said, you've got to, you know, uh, relieve the pressure here. Uh, you've got to put drains, you know, from the outside of the banking, you know, well into the uh, banking uh, and the racetrack side. So the water can come out. When they did the water, started shooting out like a fire hose. Well, uh, that's leave it to Nelson to take infrared videos of a of a racetrack. That sounds like something that'd be right down your alley. Yeah, it, it would be. And I, and I know. Uh, well, me and Nelson always talked about like you know how a successful deal that, that Paul Sawyer and him did do. They was going to build like a mile track at a different location. And they couldn't get into him a date, and they finally bought in or bought out the, the fairgrounds interest and put together a, a real nice little racetrack that, that, which I like the old one too, but, uh, but they, they done some things. But yeah, there's a lot of things taken consideration by the racetrack. And, uh, I've always liked Pocono. Uh, obviously, places you run real good. We, 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 re- Set over the pole a couple of times, run second about three or four. We never could win a pole with no race. Sometimes we didn't even run good, but I don't know. I guess it's just worse. It's just worse seeing suitcase, suitcase Jake getting run down by a bear going from the Holiday Inn to the car game <laughs> down to Whitehurst. Because <laughs> there was a lot of bear and wildlife up there. But uh, Nelson, next week will be the first time. Uh what, since, I guess, 1958 that everybody hadn't been heading to Daytona for uh, for uh, the midsummer break and uh, a little time at the beach. And that's the one uh, I used to go down and be with the Moors. My family would go down a couple of Fourth of Julys. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be different heading to Indianapolis instead of Daytona, except the, the IMSA guys will be in Daytona. Isn't that right, Alan? That's correct. Yeah, so a big change, though. A big change, but uh, in regard to all the other changes, it's not so big. Yeah, well, maybe it's uh, maybe it's not a good time to be at the beach anyway. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think for, uh, a lot of places, uh, 
you know, close up the bars and close up the beaches again. Yeah, they are. And Texas, I think, is shut back down. And, and Florida, Texas, and California, I understand, are the, the most uh, hard-hit states on this thing right now. And so Florida, you know, they maybe it's a good thing they're going to Indiana. And uh, my favorite speedway in the world, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, although they're going to be on the road course. I don't think they're using the oval at all. Yeah, I think uh, Xfinity cars are, are road course, and the Indy cars are road course, right. and uh, Cup cars are pretty sure on the oval. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, they would be. I, I'm sitting here thinking about the Indy cars, and the, um, since it's the Indy Speedway, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, the Indy, uh, the Cup cars will be. Well, okay, Nelson, we'll let you go, and um, I'm glad we could finally get you back on here and and give you your full amount of time and. Uh, Wear that mask and stay indoors. That's what I'm doing. I, yesterday was my anniversary, and I, I didn't go out, and I'm not going out tonight, although we're going to celebrate indoors. So. We're going to lunch. <laughs> you be right. safe. Let's <laughs> hope the rain clears up and we get both the races in tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds like it could be a real problem, or we might be racing on Monday again. Yeah, Bobby Labonte told us earlier, of course, I wasn't here. I, I had to walk out the door, but uh, <laughs> for, for no apparent reason except for exercise. But like he said, he said, they might well run two in a row because one of them is going to get rained out. One or the other will get, maybe both, but one of them will get rained out. I, I hope yeah. it don't. But the weather, no, the weather, had, the weather I, hadn't cooperated real good with NASCAR on some of these deals. Not this year. All right, Nelson. No. No, go ahead. You got one more last word there? Uh, no, just uh, hopefully we get it all in. Uh, and so far, most of the rain has been just, uh, you know, moderate, not yeah. Well, can't race in the wet, so we'll see what happens. Nelson, we appreciate you getting back with us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Okay, sounds good. Talk to you later. All right. That's Nelson Crozier, and... Uh, smartest man I know. Smartest man I know, too, and we um glad oh. he could get back on here. Obviously, uh, a few... Things going on in the background the first time around, but we'll uh, we'll always give Nelson this twenty minutes if we can. Well, Perry, you said yesterday was your anniversary. Yesterday was my anniversary too. Did Are you, you get you get married on June twenty sixth? June twenty sixth. What year? Uh, nineteen eighty one. I didn't mean to give you a tough question there. Yeah, uh, thirty nine years ago. Uh, mine was twenty seven years How ago. Many years ago with yours. Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah, and it was on Friday too. And the day we got married was. That's whenever I told you I was at Ken Miller's waiting for my motor. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and if I knew if Ken got gone on Friday afternoon, he wouldn't be back up on Saturday. So I had to stay there. So I was actually late for the wedding. Waiting on a motor. Waiting on a motor. Now, that's a racer right there for you. <laughs> that's pre- yeah, that's pretty good coincidence. No, that's a good woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That I hope nice. it was a yep. good motor. That was a good motor and a good woman. We went next <laughs> night. We yep, won yep. the race Saturday night. I come home. I y'all, said, both, y'all both have real good women. And, but it's just coincidental that, you know, Perry's been married 27 years, got some great kids and everything. You've even got grandkids. Now, I, I do have a stepchild uh, who's real good, it, it, Berta, and Berta turns 60 tomorrow. Uh, so, well, I'm sure she's glad we got that out there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she, will, uh, she will turn 60 tomorrow. We're not going to really do anything much tomorrow, but we're planning on doing something, depending on what we can do. Well, happy birthday, Roberta, and I'm sure y'all will come up with something. But let's take our last break here and come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. Seventy years. How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full-color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job, so neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up. Place an order online or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the Twice the Ice location near you, visit SpartanburgWater.org slash ice. So what if your roommate, we'll call him Einstein, decides to microwave a metal bowl full of cookie dough and sets your apartment on fire? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. See State Farm agent Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg for auto, renters, frankly all kinds of insurance. 
Cliff's got your back. So call Cliff Gobert today at 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cliff Gobert, State Farm Insurance, East Main Street in Spartanburg. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google. Where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. we got about 14 minutes here. And I want to take this opportunity before he gets away altogether to thank Lanny McKinney, who uh, does the Budmore Engineering website and does our podcast and Facebook page and sort of our backup technologically here in case I forget to push the record button or something. And uh, we appreciate everything um, that Lanny does for us. You know what I was thinking the other day, Greg? Why do why why don't we give Lanny a pick? I mean, he's been on this show, and he's uh, you know what? Yeah, we should have done done that. Well, we you know we've been doing this week. a long time. We Lanny, we're gonna start including you so you can uh, start texting in a pick. Because I tell you what, you could run away with this thing because right now uh, Nelson's got two, Jada's got one, Allen's got one, and I've got one. So there's still plenty. And let me mention that when we picked. Uh, a little while ago. Naturally, this is for both the races this weekend. So, let me get into some results here um, before my voice goes out. Very exciting cup race that we discussed and it was won by Ryan uh, Blaney in a crash, smoky, metal-bending finish with uh, Ricky uh, Stenhouse, who ran good in that 47 car. I mean, it was up there all day. I thought I had it won. I had the four car. Well, a lot of people I thought they had it run. I said, I got it this week. Um, Eric Almarola right. finished uh, third backwards, crossing the finish line. Denny Hamlin was fourth. Eric Jones, fifth. Chris Boucher was uh, in um, the the Ford of the Cat in the Hat. Roush, he was... Uh, he was sixth. Alex Bowman, seventh. John Hunter Nemechek, I thought he was going to... He had a shot to win it, really, coming through the trioval in that number 38 front row motorsports car, but he crashed his way to an eighth place. Kurt Busch was ninth and Kevin Harvick tenth. If we look at the point standings, and this is the... And there were 57 lead changes in that race. I mean, that was... That wasn't the record, but it was exciting. And that's just the ones... They only count the lead changes at the finish line. So there was a lot of them, you know, out around other parts of the track. Point standings. Denny Hamlin is leading the standings with uh, three wins. Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and Brett Kez- Brad Keselowski each have two each. Blaney has one now, with, uh, and he actually moves into fifth place in the standings. Chad Elliott is sixth. Martin Truex, seventh. Alex Bowman in eighth, and they've all won races. And, um, of course, the stage points is how they... Uh, Break the tie there for people that have won um, the same number of races. And on down the line here, the non-winner so far is Kyle Busch. And I tell you, he's got to win one sooner or later. He's got two chances this weekend. Um, his brother Kurt is 10th. 11th, Jimmy Johnson, who's hanging in there. Al Marola is 12th. Clint Boyer, 13th. William Byron, 14th. Matt DiBenedetto is 15th. And Tyler Reddick is 16th. Now, let me mention... That we have the uh, 
starting lineups, and I, I've been kind of remiss and not and not printing these out before uh, uh, each week because it's it's easily accessible. They they determine the starting lineups based on the finishes of the previous races, and of course it's going to be on the bottom of this stack of paper here that I, I can't find it, but I can tell you that uh, Eric Almarola is on the pole and will be. Um, well, that's a shame I mentioned it, and then I can't put my finger on it right away. But anyway, we have to move on. And we will mention that the... Um, well, since Eric went across the start-finish line backwards, does that mean he's going to have to start that race backwards? No, I don't think they're going to let him do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, though. Uh, no, he's going to start going forward, I'm sure. Now, i got a question about the Xfinity race that probably nobody can answer, but... Uh, it was a pretty good race. It wasn't great, but um, when they came down for that last restart with like three or five laps to go, something like that, Jeremy Clements was right there with them. I mean, he was in the top ten and maybe even uh, as high as fifth or sixth. And when they came back around on the last lap, he wasn't anywhere to be found And because uh, I was looking and paying particular attention to him, as I always do. And he ended up 24th a lap behind. So something happened to him uh, on the last after the last restart with only a few laps to go that just torpedoed his whole day. Well, Ryan Blaney kind of pretty much did the same thing there. You know, sometimes these gear ratios that they choose between transmission and rear gear, they don't get a good restart, but they get good gas mileage. Well, it, whatever happened... I, I mean, he finished a lap behind, so obviously he must have had... He could have even spun off the track and with Foxes, which I think is very inferior coverage. Uh, and that's the director's fault for the... You ever notice how many... Right when they get a restart and the cars are bunched up and you want to see who's doing what, they go to a side camera out the window of the car. I mean, that's ridiculous. You can't see anything. Show us about... All they got to do is, is show the track and we could see what the top 15 guys are doing. But they got to go to the side window or the back bumper camera. And it's just, it's disgusting to me. The, the director ought to be, he ought to be fired, in my opinion. Anyway, point standings in Xfinity is uh, Noah Cragson is first, Chase Briscoe second, Austin Sendrick third, Ross Chastain fourth, Harrison Burton fifth. And we'll just skip on down here for sake of time. Jeremy Clements went from 17th to 19th, but he's only uh, nine points out of being back in 17th again. So uh, he's uh, he lost a few spots because of whatever screwy thing happened there on the last lap. And we will um, hopefully have a better result today. Now, Nelson, just uh, here's my starting lineup for the cup. I hate to skip around like this. Al Marola's on the pole. Blaney is second. Hamlin is third. Kurt Busch is, well, no, Kyle Busch is fourth. And uh, Chase Elliott is fifth. Going down a little further, it's Logano, Kurt Busch, Keselowski, Harvick, and Bowman is 10th. Uh, go a little bit further. Truex is 11th, and Jimmy Johnson is 12th. So that's how they line up. Now, the Xfinity cars, they're going to run their race tomorrow, and it's, their lineup is Cragson first, Snyder second. Not even really sure who that is. That's at number 21 car. Chase Briscoe is third. Allgaier is fourth. And Ross Chastain is fifth. The Watermelon Man. And if we look on down here, uh, Jeremy Clements will roll off 21st in Xfinity race. Now, 
supposedly 20 minutes after we, uh, or half an hour after we get off the air, we're supposed to have the truck race. And uh, according to Nelson, probably won't happen. He says it's raining really hard up there. Uh, and this is the Pocono Organics 150. They didn't race last weekend. But the uh, point standings is Austin Hill first. Christian Eck is second. Grant Enfinger is third. Ben Rhodes is fourth. And Todd Gilliland is fifth. Now, they did run the ARCA race yesterday afternoon. And I watched it and fell asleep because it was kind of boring. Um, but Ty Gibbs who is 17 years old and is the grandson of Joe Gibbs, put that number 18 um, Toyota in the victory lane, and it was uh, it was actually pretty impressive uh, for anybody, let alone a 17-year-old. He was, he was mashing it pretty hard. Second was Chandler Smith, third Sam Mayer, fourth Brett Holmes, and fifth Michael Self, uh, Self. Drew Dollar, who won at Talladega in an exciting finish, uh, was sixth. And the lady racer, Hallie Deegan, was seventh. So uh, that was the ARCA race. They will run, um, well, I'll do the schedule in a minute, but they will run next. They don't run this weekend. They'll run at Indianapolis at Indianapolis Raceway Park, which is a half-mile track, I believe it is. It might be a little smaller than that, but it's uh, it's where they used to have Thursday Night Thunder and everything, and I used to love that. But that's the ARCA cars. They're... Uh, that was the results, actually, from the race yesterday that I read. Uh, their point standings, Michael Self is first, Drew Dollar second, Hallie Deegan, the lady, is third, and she's only 13 points out of the lead. Brett Holmes fourth, and Thad Moffat is fifth, which I heard him say yesterday is Richard Petty's grandson. I did not know that. Did not know that at all. Okay, so like I said, the trucks are supposed to go today, and if they do... It might not be till this evening because uh, it just sounds like we might have some more Monday racing coming up. The weather has been brutal on the schedule. Um, Johnny Sauter is on the pole there with Sheldon Creed second, Austin Hill third, Christian Eck is fourth, and Grant Enfinger fifth. And that's supposed to be at 1230 today. I don't think they're going to make it. Let me do the TV schedule real quick. Um, as I said, the... the the Gander Outdoors Truck Series runs on FS1. That's at 12.30. Don't think it's going to happen. At 3.30 is on Fox, the cup race, Pocono. Then tomorrow at 12.30 is the Xfinity race at Pocono. And it will be followed uh, at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon by the, the cup race, the second cup race of the weekend. Then um, we will look in ahead a little bit. Have the Indy cars on the road course at Indianapolis on NBC, and we'll get more into this next week, which is actually our show will be on the 4th of July. Um, the IMSO WeatherTech Sports Car Series is on NBCSN, and that's from 6 to 9. So that's going to be a sure. start in the light and end in the dark. And um, Formula One starts next week on the um, 5th of July. That'll be Sunday. In Spielberg, Austria, with their first race of the season. And they still got the Indianapolis 500 scheduled for August the 23rd. And Nelson told us that might very much be in jeopardy. So, uh, anyway, we appreciate Terry Labonte. Uh, I did it, but at least I didn't do it on the air. We appreciate Bobby Labonte getting back in touch with us and giving us at least 10 minutes. And uh, so he owes us. Kel Yarbrough owes us. I'm keeping track of who owes us more time on these interviews. Um, 
So, uh, any closing words there? You're well, gonna go. Uh, you did say Xfinity cars would be on the road course at Indianapolis. Yes, with the Indy uh, cars. You know how Jeremy Clements is on them road courses. That's it, that. It's a kind of equalizer. It sure is. That's a good point team, for the for your underfunded teams and stuff like that. Whenever you go to a road course, it kind of puts people on equal grounds, and you, everybody knows Jeremy's a good road course. He's driver. a real good race, road course racer, and so we'll. Uh, that's a good point, Alan. Anything else? We got about. Ten seconds if you want it. Uh, I don't know. I'm fixing to head down to Greenwood. All right. You go to Greenwood. and uh, I might make it back in time to go to Harris. Really? Yeah. As a spectator? As a spectator. Okay. No, not a participant tonight. Not a participant. You got... Not unless they call. But if they call, we can still go. But you got. You said you had a lot of changes you had to make. I can still make them. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a busy afternoon then. Um, it looks like... Uh, it looks like an overcast day. It might be a good day to to um, just catch up on some other things, yard work, because I, last I heard it was going to be 91 degrees and hot and sunny today. So it looks like that's not going to happen. I don't know if that's just the Sahara Desert coming across there. But uh, it's, um, it's well, I haven't been outside since a little after 9 or uh, a little before 10, so I don't know how it is. But, Natalie, get our table ready. We're on the way to Applebee's. And... Um, Appreciate everybody calling in. It was a it was a show where we had a lot of bouncing around to do with some technical difficulties and not getting people on the phone, but we got it in. We got all two hours in, and uh, we appreciate everybody listening. So come back next week, and remember, keep it between the ditches. been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox the home of Open Mic Daily is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is all I can hold up.